From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Today is graduation day, so we are part two of the graduation two. song. Same music. Uh, same music, because, uh, I mean, what else are you going to play at a graduation? I mean, we could play some Boys to Men or something like that, but we decided to do the same thing again. So a big graduation day, had a, a senior parade last night. I mean, several things happened over the last week. Matt, it was uh, Hernando's birthday over the last week, too. So we've got two graduations, a city birthday. We turned 185 years old. I think one of my goals of this podcast, if we're on here for, you know, a few more years, a couple more years, is to really push this, the fact that, hey, our birthday is May 13th right. uh, every year. And so we get 15, and 15 years from now, we'll be 200 years old. That needs to be a big deal. And I thought 185 was a good one. So again, we got two graduations. Your daughter graduated tonight. Uh, so proud of her. Congratulating her. Uh, the parade was last night. Uh, wonderful weather, just you know, hot, but wonderful. Uh, and then again, uh, just a past birthday. Just a very, very busy week. Uh, a fair also tomorrow, which we'll be doing shout outs. Just a crazy weekend in Hernando. And big times tonight, uh, obviously, under the water tower. A lot of people that listen to our show care about the Hernando Lady Tigers. Big announcement during this show. So proud of those girls and everything that they've accomplished so far here in the season. Uh, just, just awesome. You know, one of the people I visited yesterday about the softball match, softball game, uh, was Mr. Brian Couch. He was a big supporter of the Lady Tigers, been watching all the games here recently, and uh, pulled up on the app and was able to watch it there on his big screen. So uh, I know he definitely cheering for uh, Hernando Lady Tigers for sure. If you're trying to buy or sell a home in DeSoto County, do not go into this extremely hot and also confusing DeSoto County market alone. Call the best. Call the top real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience, thousands of closings since 2009 under their belt. That's on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. It is currently a great time to list your home. They're offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them a call. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your street, how long houses are staying on the market, how fast things are closing. Brian and Terry know all the information that's going to help you make a better decision if you're buying or selling a home. Go with the best. Call them today, 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Give Brian and Terry and their team a call today if you're thinking about buying or selling a home in DeSoto County. Work with the best, call the best, and remember, every home needs a couch. Coming to you this Friday morning from the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken, right next to the new construction, right next to the Starbucks, Mobile Car and Van Rental, cars, pickup trucks, vans, cargo vans. If you have an insurance claim that you're in need of help with, if you have to put your car in the shop for transmission for two or three or four weeks, don't drive all the way to the airport to get a car. Call us today. See if we can help. 662-469-4555. We are ready to serve the Hernando, Mississippi area. Again, corner of Commerce and McCracken. If you're traveling this summer, time is running out. We're booking three, five, seven, ten vehicles a day when it comes to the summer travel. Give us a call again. 662-469-4555. Mobile car and van rentals. Well, Derek, let's jump right into what's happened since our last show. And here in the city of Hernando, the first and third weeks of every month are going to be the Alderman meeting. Tell us what happened at the Alderman meeting from this past week. 
for the news section, this will be basically the entirety of the news portion of our show. Uh, the meeting was two hours and 45 minutes long. Mentioned on Tuesday, kind of had a funny feeling about how this could go based on the, the things. The agenda itself was only about 20 items long, maybe 22. Uh, however, uh, they went two hours and 45 minutes. Starting with Capel Church. Uh, Capel Church had two requests before the Boulder of Alderman. It was actually kind of stated as one, but then kind of split up into two requests. The first was a bond for the project for two years at the amount set by the city engineer for the entire project. Now, this was something that's always done for projects, completely uh, you know, understandable, completely common. And so they went ahead and, and the alderman had no problem. That passed on a unanimous 7-0 vote. The next one was a payment in lieu of putting the turning lane in. So they have to have 217 feet of widening of McInville Road, basically for a turning lane, for an extra lane right there in front of their church. It has to be done on sure. projects that are done, especially of that size. And they wanted to give the city cash for what the road would cost at the end so they could go ahead and occupy the building before the road was complete. And their thought was that at some point, McInville is going to be five-laned. You've, you've mentioned it. It's in the, the plan. So what, what if we give you the cash? You just kind of hold it aside. Did they sell it, some trees? <laughs> They just could saying. Have, they could have they to definitely made out like a, a lot of hardwood the right there. Yeah, a lot of hardwood. Um, so they wanted to get the city cash and let them just use it, you know, you know, whenever they're going to uh, to five lane Mackinville. Well, Alderman Miller said he could not support taking the cash now when it could be much more expensive in the future, yes. which we've seen from January till now. Alderwoman Lynch agreed. Now, so again, they mentioned that that you know they were starting this job during COVID. But COVID is over, costs were going up, but that's the cost of choosing to do it now is what the alderman's response was. The church argued, again, that they wanted to give the money and let them be able to use it in the future. The city res- the city responded that it was on the long-range plan, but the mayor said they had no timeline to do that because there was not any funding to do it. The church thought it was unfair that it would have 217 feet just in front of this church. Now, I was not at the meeting, watching on video, but when they said that, their, when their response was that it was not fair because they had to do 217 feet just in front of their church, Matt, we live in a subdivision just north of there. We have a turning line. If you right. notice, there is uh, it widens. Right, widens yes. It widens right there to where our, the, our fence starts on both all sides. the uh, no, 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 just, just on our side, just, okay. all the way down the length of our fence to this property line. It is widened, so basically they can almost connect to ours. Right. If you go one subdivision north of us on Mackinville, it is also widened. Uh, I promise you, I ride and run there all the time. Those that's where I used to try to jump over into when cars were coming by sure. before they put the sidewalk in. Sure. So. They're not the only one for 217 feet. That argument, if I was there, would not have flown. Nobody mentioned that, but again. It was not a compelling argument. Yeah, very again. nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, again, this is there are other things that have already been done. Now, they, they made reference that the church up the road was not made to do this. That is true. Andrew Miller said, you're right. That was a mistake on our part. Church up the road, meaning Longview Point? I don't know if it was that of the Presbyterian Church. One of them did not have the widened turning lane uh, being added in front. You know, Longview. But Presbyterian Church has been there for. 40 years. No, that's right. Excuse me. It was a long view. Remember right. the the state, I mean, the, they went in and did it after the okay. fact. Remember, but right. when they originally went in, they did not have it. Right. And so they were making the point, well, you let that church slide. Why can't you let us slide? Mm. And Andrew said, well, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, okay. shame on me. We're not going to do it again. Uh, and so they did not. Uh, this, there was a motion made to deny the request of the payment in lieu for the road improvements. And therefore, it was denied. Was uh, this was this trying to be a paid in full situation, or were they like, "Hey, if it costs nine hundred grand, we're going to go ahead and pay you four hundred now towards that"? Or were they just trying? No, to No, they wanted to say, "Okay, the, the city it. engineer says it's going to cost three eighty right now. We don't hand you three eighty no, right now." No, no, no. And so, good job the, by the city defending their. So idea with that. they they can still build. They can yeah, still get sure. their permit to build. They cannot 
occupy the building. They cannot get a final, uh, a, yeah, final until that is built. Okay. And so that Very will be two years from now. What I like right there, Derek, is the city board of aldermen. They didn't care about anything but what's best for the city. Done. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next, May 2022 was declared Mental Health Month for the city of Hernando. Uh, businesses should make awareness to mental health and the steps that they need and they can take to help those with mental health issues. Just a big you know, proclamation made. A woman brought this to their attention that this is kind of done in other places. So now May is Mental Health Month in Hernando. Next, the city donated $2,500 from the tourism fund. Uh, this is something, again, we'll talk about this later. But $2,500 came out of the city's tourism fund as marketing for the softball team to attend the state championship game in Hattiesburg. So they paid for basically the rental bus to get down there. Yeah, they, they paid a portion of the charter bus, and I know a group of auto repair shops covered the rest of the feast. So uh, thank you to all those people that supported. A good job by the city. That's the second year in a row that the girls have gone to Hattiesburg with Hernando across her chest, and people down in the south having to say the word Hernando, who are you playing, and can continue to say that word. Great marketing right there. Again, important from the tourism fund allows them to do that. Now let's get in the meat of the meeting, Matt. There's three large topics that were covered on Tuesday night. First, the property located at the northwest corner of Getwell and I-269, 155 acres. The request was to take it from agricultural to M1. That's manufacturing, M1. So when they started this presentation, uh, Austin says, hey, the C4 is what the land use map plans have determined long term so that this request is outside of that. Planning Commission denied this request in April. And the applicant is appealing that denial. Therefore, because the Planning Commission denied it, a supermajority of five to two is required by the alderman in order to approve this if they choose to approve it. Let's go. It's a hot word here recently, Derek. Ultra. Ultra majority. Ultra majority. If you ultra know what I'm super, talking about. Yeah, ultra super majority. <laughs> Barry Bridgeforth and David McDaniel, who is an agent for the Anderson family who owns the land, presented for the applicant. They also developed. Uh, this this uh, David McDaniel was also part of the development of the northwest corner of Craft Road and I-22. So he likened that kind of a very similar area. The agent went over the higher scale companies who pay higher paying jobs that look for this type of office and warehouse space. He argued that the hill on the south, so there's a hill, if you're looking sure. at it, there's kind of a hill that kind of hides this, this area. Hurricane Creeks on the north would hide the buildings because you have the, the trees and the right. you can't get close to the water on that side. You have the hill on the interstate side. They would hide the building. Uh, he did he, he simulated drive through the park. So basically did it with his drone, showed it what it looked like driving in, all this kind of stuff. So you know, kind of cool showing what it would look like. Sounds really neat. People seem like they're impressed. Very hard, tough sell for us watching on YouTube because uh, – doesn't show it. Right, you can't see it. <laughs> He's just kind of talking about it. Uh, the estimated tax revenue, he mentioned $726,000 a year. In property taxes. In property tax revenue. Three years to be occupied. It would take three years for them to build it and to occupy it from the beginning of construction. 625 jobs would be brought on average for this type of office park. That's kind of what he was looking at. The uh, name of the business park would be the Hernando Corporate Center. So that's kind of his presentation. Now, so the f- very good presentation. Very good presentation. Yes. Very nice schematics, drawings, beautiful building, brick masonry, very nice building. Yes. The mayor asked, hey, does anybody want to speak against this? Mike Wiseman was a resident who has lived in the area for years, as has his family, spoke against the project based on the noise, the traffic, and that it was not the intended use of that corridor. Again, reminded, it was originally, it is currently uh, in a C-form long-range plan. Bob Barber was then next to speak out against it. He lives on Gitwell Road South. He's a former planner for the city of Hernando and stated that no plan has ever considered Gitwell to be a distribution area. 
It has always been a plan to be a high-quality, shopping, living, recreational neighborhood. He stated that M1 would be a dramatic departure from what was intended and believes that Get Well and I-269 would be the premier corridor in the Mid-South in the years to come, but would be killed, you know, really have a, I guess, a, a black eye if there was a warehouse business-type park there put there now. Lee Anderson who, again, his dad owns the land, a piece of land that's being sold, then spoke in favor of the project and the property and said that if this is turned down, they will move on to the next project to try to develop to sell that would bring even more traffic. If, you put in, if you're talking about shopping centers or malls or sure. whatever, that's going to bring more traffic Way than more. just the bus and just the trucks coming in and off the interstate. You know, so he said, oh, we're not going to keep trying. We're going to develop this project. We're, we we right. want to sell it. They, we didn't want our property cut in half by 269. It was. This is a result of that. And so uh, he thinks that the best interest of the city for this project and he said he's actually turned on other projects that would have brought more traffic that just he didn't think was the right fit there next to speak was jimmy french whose mother lives on get well close to the project he asked that the alderman respect the current plan of the planning departments of the city and the county and leave it as ar with a future c4 designation and then jim flanagan uh, who is the president and ceo of the desoto economic council then spoke and had put together an economic impact study he wanted to contradict what bob barber had said about how houses retail and commercial could make up the tax base that this generates it would take 548 houses for the same tax base that this one office center or one business center could provide and would uh, require more safety, more fire support, etc. than the warehouses would. Uh, Mr. Flanagan also stated that these new warehouses are highly automated and would absolutely deliver high-paying jobs. DeSoto County has not raised property taxes, he said, in 16 years because of industry moving in, and this would be Hernando helping that. It would also generate $1.8 million in annual school taxes. It's absolutely an economic decision, he thought, and have made the site as seamless as possible without putting trucks on public roads. They would be in and off the interstate in less than half a mile. This property is in Ward 6, and Ben Piper spoke about not wanting to give a tax break to get them to locate there. So his issue, his main issue was, hey, we don't know quite what needs to go there, but we definitely don't want to be given tax breaks if they're really wanting to get here. Andrew Miller brought up that maybe it could be tabled to look at the economic impact that, again, Mr. Flanagan had just mentioned and what the change could mean for the comprehensive, overall comprehensive plan. A motion was made to table it to July 1st. The motion to table the request failed. Bruce Robinson, uh, Alderman Ward 3, then made a motion to deny the request to rezone that then went to a vote. Five voted for the denial, and Alderman Harris and Alderman Miller voted against it. So the supermajority voted to deny, and the request was denied. Now, Matt, again, that's a lot of information. I know uh, that's summary. That was This is probably a 45-minute conversation. That was a tough decision, probably one of the toughest decisions really up to this point. Let's hope that this decision did not cost us warehouse space in the future. Uh, because it is sorely needed for the tax base. Now, I'm not saying that was the right location. There may be better locations. I have not seen the overall comprehensive plan. I'm not sure where exactly a good warehouse would go. I understand people are concerned about the location, but those that live there now or close by know that at some point in the next 20 years, 269 in Pleasant Hill is not going to be residential. Derek, they're fighting against this, and within the next five to 10 years, they're going to be staring at a Home Depot. Yes. You see what I'm saying? That, that's that's where we're headed. This was an opportunity, and I'm one way or the other, not saying whatever, but they may not want to live next to that right now, next to this industrial park, next to these big rigs or whatever they were talking and complaining about. Within the next 5 to 10 to 15 years, on that corner that they were fighting against, what did Mr. Anderson say? 
if you deny this one, we're going to keep going. There, Something else is coming up there, and it may say Home Depot and a big low sign or a Walmart. I don't know what that looks like, but they're not going to stop. No. It's their property to sell. They had land. 269 cuts right in the middle of it, and it creates this I mean, a wonderful opportunity for commercial or industrial or something, and they're going to sell it. So it's either get this under control in the next 25 years, there's a uh, beautiful industrial site there, mm-hmm. or in the next 10 years, your family land is going to be next to Costco. That's well, what's coming. I, underst- coming. Look, I understand not wanting to live next to a large office park or industrial park. I, I completely yeah, understand, understand that. Understand it's that. just, I think that if you live in that area, you have to understand it's in 20 coming. years, your house will not be there. You will right. ha- Somebody will offer you a price. Yes, yes. You will move. So that maybe this is selfish reasons, too, that they decided to speak out against this. Yeah. But your children, your grandchildren will not live in your house. Right. It will no longer be a right. house in that small section because look anywhere else, if you're going half a mile on either direction of a major interchange, and Getwell will be a major interchange, Absolutely. there are no residential houses. They're gone. Your house so, will be a Zaxby's in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, that's just yeah. where we are. And so you can be the last holdout and you can say, I'm going to die on this land. You can say yeah. whatever. Somebody's going to come and offer you a price or they're going to make it so miserable to live around it, yeah. you'll have to leave. And right. so I, and I, we're not saying one way or the other. No, no. I mean, you know? I, look, I, 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 this may not be. The <laughs> I wish spot. I had their land. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I would be like, hmm, okay, well, so uh, yeah. No, uh, no, we're gonna keep. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep denying, denying, denying until somebody until there's you know some commas coming that uh, yeah, offer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I get anyway, it. But, it's it's just yeah, tough. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Only time will tell how this affects the Hernando property tax base Correct. with the next warehouse if they do decide to come again. What Flanagan did say, or the gentleman did say, and Andrew Miller tried to say, hey, whoa, 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 that's a lot of money. Let's stop yes. and talk about this because the word property taxes, $750,000 in property taxes a year is tremendous, and 548 houses would have to exist, three, four people living there. That's 2,000 people living right across the street from you. There's control growth. There's a way to control it. There's a way to use industrial places and industrial buildings to make up some really big gaps and have the policemen that you want and the parks that you want and so forth without having a congested, super busy Home Depot you know, yeah. or whatever. It's it's very interesting. So so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so we'll that see. that takes us to the next one. But that was denied. That was denied. That was denied. All right, go. The next one, the forty acre request for the property on the west side of Chillahoma, north of Green Tea, from agricultural to C two. So this time going from agricultural to C two instead of M one. All the frontage is on Chillahoma. There's no access currently to Green Tea. The main master plan calls for this property to be a low-density residential PUD, so the request does not meet that. The Planning Commission recommended denying the zoning request because, again, it does not meet the long-range plan, the comprehensive plan, and so this request would also require a supermajority of five to two, either to uh, approve or excuse me to approve it because the denial had already been given by the Planning Commission. Brian Bullard spoke for the developer, and the developer is the Tillmans and their Living Trust out of Memphis. They feel it is a natural corridor and in line with the other two pieces of property that have already been zoned C2 next to this property. Of course, one of those is the field house. It will be complementary to what is there. The Gatorade field house would allow, now this is a verbal agreement that was mentioned on, I guess, in public record, would allow for an easement to the property from their property off of Green Tea. A motion was then made by Doc Harris to approve the zoning change. People then started to say, hey, 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 wait, wait, we, we want to speak. 
Uh, they wanted to be heard, so the motion was stood. So the motion was made. Mayor then asked, okay, so now we'll have discussion. There was a motion. We'll have discussion. Uh, the first man up was angry. I, I couldn't quite get his name, but he knew what he was talking about. He's been a developer for 40 years. Uh, the way that the I ran it two or three times, couldn't quite make out his name on the, uh, on the video. Uh, but he was very angry because the property runs next to his property, and he wants to know what the plans are before allowing this to be approved. Again, he said, I've heard rumors. I've you know, heard talk, but I have not seen a plan. We do not have a plan like we just saw this other plan that you just denied very beautiful nice plan presentation beautiful drawings schematics we have nothing other had, than had they, a drone going <laughs> no, we don't have a drone don't have a drone taking you to the property drones, he said but he said once you zone it c2 it's anything in right. c2 that can go there you mean we don't have a plan he said it's that way unless changes again for anything allowed in that zoning so he wanted to know if it was a foregone conclusion that the deal was done that if they were just bringing this up to go ahead and rubber stamp this thing and move sure. it on because he, he said, look, I wanted to buy the property, and I wanted to raise quail to keep it country. He asked if the property is still suitable to build on. He was like, this What part- the quail is he talking about? Yeah, very nice. <laughs> he, he said this used to be kind of a part of a gravel pit like most of that sure, area was. I got you, I got you. And so he's like, hey, is it even suitable to build on? How they even done soil sample? Like, we don't even know what can be built back there. He says he's not for or against it. He just wants to know what is in his backyard and wanted them to table it until they, they know. Sure. Next, Charles Craig spoke, who also lives on Chillahoma. His main issue is that the traffic on Chillahoma and how it can barely hold, the, the, the road can barely hold the traffic for this, the six houses that live down there now and the bad curve on Green Tea that will cause more traffic issues if more cars are added. He said C2 means highway commercial, and his point was there is no highway access and major improvements should be made before any development or rezoning is approved. I will agree with that, Derek. I mean, like, if I mean, you, I'm just, I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, the, the comprehensive plan literally yeah. it does show Chihuahua going under the, under interstate, the interstate, okay, connecting to Chihuahua on the north side, right. which comes off of is it Luther Road off okay. of Pleasant Hill? Okay, it kind of loops around. So eventually, but we're talking about a mile or two of sure. road underneath an sure. interstate that is yet to be built, obviously. So the next to speak was Lee Anderson. Now the same Lee Anderson that had already spoke, whose dad's land was trying to be sold for the industrial for the industrial park. He spoke against just the idea of approving it without plans. He wanted a written and recorded easement. So he said, look, you're saying you have a verbal agreement to get an easement off sure. of Green Tea. Why not? I said, why don't you get that in writing? Yeah, verbal why don't you means see nothing, it? Why don't yeah. you go ahead and record that easement before we talk about anything? Because what if the field house and this developer start fighting each other? Sure. Then he's not going to get the easement, and then everything has to come off Chihuahua. Why would you approve this before having any kind of easement of that sort? James Ellis was the next person to come up there. He then spoke about the property that's behind his house and how the noise pollution has increased dramatically because all the trees have been cut down and how it has already ruined the area. He then uh, stormed off, said a couple of choice words, and uh, just walked out the door. On the record. On the record. Did Andrew you, Miller said, hey, let's get that on the record. <laughs> he just walked right out the door. And there were no other comments. And then, again, the original motion by Doc Harris was still hanging out there. This was the discussion portion. Right. Bruce Robinson seconded the motion. It went to a vote. It was approved 5-2 by the supermajority with Alderman. Ultra majority. Come on. Ultra. I'm sorry. Ultra majority. That's a new new big (laughs) word out there now. With Alderman Lynch and Ross both voting against it. Afterwards, people were vocally upset that the Mm. project that that had a plan design, schematics, and known income for the city was turned down, and the one that has no design, no road improvements, no easements recorded, just promises with no impact study was passed. Um, did just did not make sense to them. They pretty much were on record, kind of yelling back and forth at the board mm. for about two or three minutes. And finally, the mayor said, "Hey, look, we got to calm down. We got to move to the next thing." Right. And finally, everything was kind of calmed down. It was, was done. done. I mean, it was already voted. They changed it to C two. 
Um, so it is now C2 for that area. So all that going on. The next was the amendment for the mother-in-law wing, uh, also called the accessory dwelling units or ADUs. Well, I'm, from now on, I'm going to call them ADUs. Right. All right. So what this is, is currently in the, in the, uh, in the city, uh, in an AR designed area or AR designated area that you cannot build anything that has its own kitchen, bedroom, and bathroom space. So you cannot have a basically a mother-in-law wing, a separate apartment, whatever you want to back house, whatever you want to call it. Correct. Now you can have pool houses, right. but, but it's not so, with all those things. Right. You can't have a full working kitchen and once someone starts living there, it then becomes out of code. Violation. So, you know, one of the last staff reports that Kendra Cobbs wrote before she left was to try to change this. Now, the Planning Commission did recommend approval of this. Now, BJ and Austin wanted to make a couple of changes to the language, and Andrew Miller got really upset since they had not they had been studying the language that Kendra had sent in, or actually they had sent in for Kendra, four to five days ago, and now they're getting this new language literally tonight. So he wanted to know how long had you made these changes, and Austin's like, we made them earlier today. When we were trying to anticipate what your questions would be, we went ahead and made a couple of changes to go ahead and answer those questions. But again, he was uh, uh, Alderman Miller was very upset, feeling they had thrown the uh, former uh, planning uh, director under the bus, insinuating that maybe she did not write it correctly or write it thoroughly. I don't know if they really were saying that. Uh, it may have come across that way. BJ was very apologetic, said, no, 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 we just literally were doing this today. And we said, hey, we need to add this, need to add this. Uh, but he did use her name saying, yeah, we changed it. So maybe that's what uh, Alderman Miller was a little upset. But he got upset hey, about it. Does it matter? I mean, it, it mattered to him. It, it mattered, mattered to, him. to him, and it doesn't matter at all. Go ahead. They realized uh, again <laughs> that so what, what and what the main thing they realized was they did not have the language as to what an ADU was. Like Correct. it wasn't properly defined. Then they need to amend the AR district to include it as a conditional use permit. They will have to meet the same yard setbacks, etc., of the principal house. They must appear to be extensions of the existing house if it's attached, and detached must use the same colors and materials as the principal house. Very similar to uh, covenants that are in almost all yes. HOAs. So basically, yes. it's just taking those covenants that our neighborhood has, most neighborhoods have. If you're going to build a, a back house, it has to look very similar, same roof, same brick, etc. As of now, you can have, a, again, as I said, a shed or a pool house, but the minute someone tries to live there, out of code. Todd Steele now is an architect who works for AERC. He is actually currently designing one for somebody. That's why this came before the board. And he spoke for this in that he has a lot of clients looking to add this. You know, this generation, a lot of them are taking care of their parents. And this is a way to move their parents on their property but not have them in the house with them. He said, and even, you know, and of course the Auburn are like, a lot of them were upset. The goal is for them to live longer, not kill each other. (laughs) That's right. That's, That's the goal. Exactly right. So we're gonna put you out. We're gonna put you out by. And, and, out, and I promise you, building a back house for I don't know fifty or so thousand dollars small back house oh. a lot cheaper than a, oh, a, no a nursing home, no which doubt. is like fifty grand a year. No, of course. Um, so anyway, that's what they're trying to do now. Some of the aldermen were worried about, well, what if they get turned into Airbnbs? What if they get turned into rental properties? What if they get turned into, you know, now you're kind of like renting your basement out, but now it's a back house or whatever. And he said, even if it were turned into a rental, this is Todd still talking, it would be a renter you wanted because they would be living literally in your backyard. They would see you walk in and out of your house every day. They kind of would know your habits. So you're going to really vet who's renting your house if it did end up turning a rental if that's what happened with it. BJ made it known that this would not protect someone against covenants in the subdivision. So if you already had covenants in the subdivision, those would supersede these or trump these. There was a lengthy discussion about people abusing again, uh, on and on and on. So, they did not, um, you know, kind of went on for a little bit longer, but a motion was made to table it because they did want to have a little longer to make sure that there, nothing nefarious could go along with that. That motion passed 7-0. 
Next. So now we're, man, we're a solid two and a half hours into this. What? No, two hours, 15 minutes into this thing. I'm like, oh my God, we hadn't even got to the medical cannabis yet. This could be a four hour meeting. It didn't turn that way. It really wrapped up pretty quickly. So the next was the medical cannabis uh, committee. The planning director report recommended uh, says to follow all the state guidelines for the Hernando Code. So again, everything the state says, Hernando's going to follow. Uh, and then he, in addition to that, nothing in the historic district or anything that could be, you know, there's different historic districts around the city. So nothing in any historic district, nothing within 500 feet of the square. They have to pay a $1,000 business license fee. Hours of operations would be 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for the dispensaries. There would be, if you have the, like if you built a facility here, they can have deliveries two hours before and two hours after the 9 a.m. So basically 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., but nothing in the middle of the night. Again, what the, what they were doing is, this, the, what they met about Tuesday night was just discussion. He went over these things. They kind of added, he had already added that. They said, yeah, that's sound good. That's sound good. So now he's going to add those things, a couple more phone calls. He's going to give them a couple more days to call and say, hey, maybe we should add this. Maybe we should add this. And then he's going to resubmit this to the planning commission next month in a formal request. It'll have to be approved by the planning commission in June and then come up again the second meeting in June in, in front of the board of aldermen. And at that point, it will finally become code for Hernando. Next was the uh, DRA. Now, this is the uh, Delta Regional Authority, a grant of a million dollars to help with the AWG paving. Now, uh, it's a two million four job. Uh, that was up for the million six that was estimated because of rising cost over the first part of this year. The city already got a loan for million one because again they thought it was going to be in the million one about the million five uh, price range, so they cannot. The loan is capped out. They cannot go any more loan. Uh, Mayor reached out to a couple people uh, who at the DRA who were able to find the city a million dollars in a grant. Thank you. Obviously, we're going to approve that. Yes. Um, now they they still are going to be short, so they have a million one loan. Uh, they have a million dollar grant, so they're still three hundred thousand dollars short. They're going to have to find that $300,000. That would not have to come until next budget year. So they basically, you know, we got to make sure this is in the budget next year uh, because this is good. They're trying to shoot to have it completed by September 30th. That's what they're shooting for. And then to have all the final bills coming in October where they could pay it. You know, that's what the mayor said. Now he said, but he has called AWG said, hey, look, we may be a month late. You know, we'll see what happens. AWG is fine with it, but very thankful. Uh, Andrew Miller made the motion to, yeah, let's accept this million dollars and get this done. Sure. Uh, there was a second and it was approved uh, 7-0. And then finally, the hey, traffic. It sounds like if you don't want approval, you try and do something on the Anderson family. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want approval for the uh, mother-in-law suite or the grandmother's wing, uh, put it there. And if you don't want anything, put the dispensaries on the Anderson family land on Getwell. Cancel. Done. Can't do, do, Not don't, 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 don't put a, a warehouse but, of any sort. But don't bring drone footage. No. Don't bring uh, good renderings no. and complete and total plans because they will cancel that. <laughs> Just, just say, hey, I promise you this is coming. Yeah, exactly. And it's coming. If you say, you know what? That's like a little bit of a Trump thing right there. You can kind of do a little bit of it. It's going to be huge. going to be big. going to be big. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the traffic study at Commerce and McInvale. Yes. Um, now, the, the, I was using, you used, we used the example of Sonic, right? You talked about how you can't get out of Sonic, turn left. The mayor was using, you can't turn left turning left coming out of Zaxby's Correct, yes. on the McInvale. Just absolutely I mean, impossible. you're just playing chicken there. I mean, it's just literally, <laughs> literally. Hey, uh, yeah, that's a good Frogger. One right there. It's that Frogger. Might be my best one. It, it, it's, it's good. It's good. You, you went with the chicken. Yeah. I was, I was thinking Frogger, but you, very yeah. nice right. of But you're playing chicken, right? You're there. playing you know, chicken right ahead. there. Go ahead. Uh, you know, they said frogs taste like chicken. Okay, yeah, frogs taste like. So now he said, we got to do something. Yeah, we don't sure. know. The Wagoneer Engineering said, yeah, you know what? There's probably something we can do. We're gonna need six thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, so they're gonna make the study that they approved the six thousand dollars to get that study done. So hopefully that'll be something interesting to see what the study looks like. Thirty. 60 to 90 days whenever they get that back does it have to be like an official thing because you and i could go out there for 5500 
For <laughs> fifty five hundred bucks, we could do the same study. Hmm, I'm no stuff. offense to the guys at Wagner, uh, but we could no, do the same we, study. If we did this right here, there, <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you there for eleven thirty to one o'clock every day. I'll meet you there. We'll record the show right there in we the grass. A put a stop sign at Sonic. That's it. There's a stop sign. You got to stop halfway down. No, 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 uh, no, no. Okay, no. That's that's a roundabout. Everybody loves roundabouts now. Go roundabout no, somewhere. No, no, no I don't no, even no. know. I don't know. So anyway, so that passed, and uh, that was the end of the two-hour, forty-five-minute meeting. No, it was recessed until Monday at six p.m. Monday at six p.m., which will continue the penny for the parks. Now they keep saying pennies. It's penny, not pennies. Yeah. It's one penny. Penny for the park discussion, which will continue on Monday night at 6 p.m. Again, this is a big meeting because this may determine if they're actually going to stick with that location wow, yeah. because they will be meeting Tuesday, the 24th, with the uh, the different groups from the current ball fields to see if they can determine some type of price to be able to buy that. So, again, pay attention Monday night. Try to do our best to have something for you on Tuesday show. If not Tuesday show, but depending on the length of it, we will definitely have it for you on our next Friday show. Derek, thank you for watching the video, going through the Alderman meeting uh, a lot of people tell us all the time hey i don't watch the alderman meeting i'll let you guys uh, tell us what happened there so we really appreciate you always doing that a lot of discussions a lot of talk back and forth um maybe a little bit of arguing here and there uh, even somebody walking out with a few choice words and uh, something we can all agree on Derek, when it comes to the city of fernando is the hernando farmers market the hernando farmers market is a place to shop it's a place to gather but more importantly it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a mississippi small town it's truly a fresh local experience located on the historic hernando square every saturday morning 8 a.m to 1 p.m that's 8 a.m to 1 p.m every saturday morning through october 29th over 40 vendors are working at the hernando farmers market i am the cookie lady black sheep hot sauce abney's handmade crafts brown dairy farms kindle cattle beef davis meat company those are just some of the over 40 vendors that are on the historic hernando square every saturday morning however not this weekend we're going to tell you why in just a few minutes i'll go ahead and say a little bit of a hint a fair no farmer's market this weekend the largest weekend in hernando coming up this coming weekend a huge time in the city of hernando so the hernando farmer's market will be back next saturday 8 a.m to 1 p.m every saturday thank you hernando farmer's market for working with the utw podcast and good luck for the 2022 season North Point Christian School continues to see much interest with waiting lists in all upper school grades and in preschool. However, if your family is interested in senior kindergarten through sixth grade, there's still some very few available spots left. Please call 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127 for your private tour. Come and see why many families are joining the North Point Christian School family. The preview of the point for this Sunday has been canceled. Has been canceled. They had about seven to ten families who went ahead and scheduled private tours, and so the preview for the point this Sunday has been canceled. The next one will be scheduled sometime in June. We'll make that announcement on here. But again, if you're interested in any private tour like those seven or ten families, please give North Point a call at six six two three four nine five one two seven. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. As an independent insurance agent, they represent some of the largest companies in the world, nationwide, State Auto, Safeco, MetLife, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Those are just some of the insurance companies that you can work with 
working with Holland Insurance. Give Bruce Robinson or Jerry Holland a call at 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528, located in South Haven, but eager and ready to help anyone under the water tower. Call them today. Again, 662-895-5528 for Holland Insurance. Well, Derek Miller of our Friday show always leads us to the DeSoto County shout-outs. And as I just mentioned, the first shout-out is going to be just a reminder of how busy Hernando, Mississippi is going to be this coming Saturday. Tell us about the A-Fair, the annual huge event for Hernando coming up tomorrow. Well, Matt, the A-Fair starts tomorrow. There will be an early morning race at 7 a.m. Early morning race at 7 a.m. If you're interested in that, I will not be running on that one. Good for you. Uh, I decided to take this one Yay, off. <laughs> hey. right. Show up that morning registration. It's usually a smaller race, uh, but a good one. Uh, follows the same race pattern that usually happens for the A-Fair. But the main part kicks off at 9 a.m. It'll be 9 a.m. Uh, all the way to about, I, think, I believe it's 4 p.m. Uh, that afternoon. Again, it's going to be a good, very warm, sweltering, slightly breezy, beautiful uh, May Day here Huge in Hernando. Day. Just going to be absolutely – man, I think last year 10,000 people, I think is what they yes. estimated, yes. Uh, because it was the, the basically the, the first event after the first COVID ending. <laughs> um, so, again, there's just a lot of people going to be coming out. We know it. It's going to be beautiful. It was supposed to rain yesterday. Now they've moved that to tomorrow night, like into the like late night hours. So it will not be raining tomorrow. It's going to be just blustery and, and warm, but just a beautiful day. So please come out. Support these vendors who are coming. There's going to be food trucks, the ice cold lemonades, the snow cones, all that kind of stuff will be there. You'll have the animal shelter there. If you want to see that, you'll have moon bounces there. Just an absolutely just crazy day, uh, but just a wonderful day. This is the, as you said, the largest day uh, in Hernando. This is bigger than the Water Tower Festival. This is bigger than uh, the Christmas Festival in the Square. This is the day for Hernando. Again, why they have not made this the weekend of May 13th, we're going to keep pushing this. It's been the third Saturday. Birthday weekend. Yeah, it's been the third Saturday for at least 30 or 40 years now. I'm saying move it up one week. Make it the second Saturday. Tie it in with the birthday. Let's make this a celebration. But in, in, anyway, that's what it is. So please come out tomorrow anywhere on the square. Again, the farmer's market is canceled, but there will be so many vendors selling things of some type of food, wood art, everything. So come support those vendors from 9 to 4 tomorrow, 7 a.m. if you want to run, at the Hernando Square. Hope to see you there. Then uh, this coming week, Derek, there'll be a chamber luncheon on Tuesday. Philip Gunn, the Speaker of the uh, Legislature, the Speaker of the House in the state of Mississippi, will be there this coming Tuesday. Hernando Chamber Luncheon will take place at 1 Memphis Street. Uh, you do not have to be a member of the chamber to attend. You can attend uh, and, and eat lunch and listen to Philip Gunn this well, coming Tuesday. $25. $25. Right. Or if you're a member, obviously you have uh, tickets already. So Hernando Chamber of Commerce, look for more information on their website. For Philip Gunn's visit next Tuesday, with the Hernando Chamber of Commerce. Uh, look forward to that. And Derek, we're going to go ahead and start talking about the Sunset on the Square. We were we praised them two weeks ago. Again, part of the Hernando Chamber of Commerce. Sunset on the Square every Thursday night, starting off on June 2nd, continuing the 9th, the 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th. June 2nd kicks off with the Amber McCain Band. We'll, we'll update you on the other ones coming up pretty soon. But again, June 2nd, the Amber McCain Band. That is the Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend. Be here before you know it, Derek. So thank you to the Hernando Chamber of Commerce for continuing the Sunset on the Square series. Always a wonderful time. If the weather's right, you can't ask for a much better time when you have a live music, 7 to 9, on the Square. Beautiful. Thank you again, Hernando Chamber of Commerce, for that event. If you are a local nonprofit and would like for us maybe to share your information, share about your project, share about your event coming up, please email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Again, that's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Just send us an email, send us information for an event. We'll go through it, see if we can put something together to praise you guys and give you a shout-out as part of our DC shout-outs each and every Friday show. 
Definitely want to give a shout-out to a local supporter of local Hernando Athletics. Mr. Richard Williams and his wife do a wonderful job, part of multiple booster clubs. They do a good job and certainly supported the Hernando Lady Tigers over their run. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, stump grinding, fence repair, gate repair, new fence construction, no project too small, no project too large. Give him a call regarding a project on the outside of your home or business today. Let Richard come out and take a look, give you a price, or he'll help you find someone who can do it. 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. The UTW Podcast also brought to you by DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment and to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or, and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Well, Derek, just two teams that we cover left alive right now in the playoffs, and uh, we're going to start off with the North Point baseball team, information about them, and then an update on the two games that they played last night as they continue to fight in these Tennessee playoffs. Before we get to the games, they had the all-district team was named uh, for the TSSAA Division II AA, uh, and that all-district team includes nine players from North Point. Nine players. <laughs> nine players. Not quite the starting nine. There was a couple pitchers thrown in there, but basically nine players. James Smith, Jackson Thomason, Hudson Brown, J.B. Williams, Rob Hayes, Connor McNatt, Spencer Haley, Jay Ferguson, and Josh Fisher were all named to the all-district team. Congratulations to those guys. A couple of them were also named. Of course, we talked about the all-region team a week or so ago when they named that. So this is the all-district team. Congratulations to those guys. And, of course, uh, as you mentioned, they took the field yesterday, took the field last night for two games. Now, again, this is a best-of-three series. All three games would be played in South Haven at North Point because they were the number one seed. They don't do the home and away because sometimes that could be a six-hour drive. Absolutely. And so they just do the higher seed, gets all three games. Series was against Clarksville Academy, which is about an hour north of Nashville. Played two last night. Uh, in the first game, North Point jumped out uh, to a 6-0 lead in the first inning. 
again, got up to 6 nothing in the first inning and basically kind of, you know, James Smith was on the mound, uh, ace for the Trojans. He went the whole way. Of course, the whole way was five innings. The final score was 17-4. to uh, James Smith, again, had nine strikeouts in those five innings. Uh, we had a doubles by Hudson Brown and Rob Hayes. Uh, and then we had uh, total bases. Hudson Brown had three, also had three RBIs. So, again, congratulations to the North Point on game number one. Uh, that means they turned around about an hour later. That game ended early because it was only five innings. ended at 6.15. Next game was at 7.15. And in the second game, Hudson Brown goes the distance. This time it does go all seven innings. Hudson Brown goes all seven innings in a 5 nothing victory. Uh, again, shutout for Hudson. He, he had 10 strikeouts in that shutout. Uh, goes a 5 nothing victory to give the Trojans the win of that series. They win the series 2-0. There is no game to be played today. And they move on now to the Final Four. They call it the Spring Fling. All of the spring championships are held the same week in and around the Nashville area. The baseball will be in Murfreesboro. So this tournament starts Tuesday in Murfreesboro. They will face off their first-run game. They already know. Uh, the Final Four are Good Pasture, Silverdale, Grace Christian out of Franklin and North Point. North Point draws Grace Christian in the first round of the double elimination state championship tournament on Tuesday. So that's how it works. It's, uh, I guess all four teams, kind of like a mini World Series, uh, they play it out, and then the winner after those uh, that double elimination tournament is the state champion for TSSAA 2A. Congratulations to North Point for making the spring fling. I'm very familiar with it because St. George's, Christian Brothers, MUS, and ECS all are using vans of mine for spring fling next week, so very familiar with that. Good luck to them. Uh, what a neat way to do things. I mean, that way you can uh, get a chance to play – two to four, two to five baseball games uh, for the uh, state title. So really a neat way to do that. So congratulations to North Point, and we look forward to uh, at least one more week of covering North Point Trojan baseball. Congratulations on a wonderful 22 season so far. Now turning to softball, so the Hernando softball team against Mississippi does it different, I guess, what we're used to. Uh, Tennessee, I guess, does it different, actually. But uh, so Mississippi, this is the best of three series between the Hernando Tigers and the Petal Panthers. Matt calling this the Jungle Book series. There you go. That's Going to call us the Jungle Book series. We've got Shere Khan versus Bagheera uh, going. Uh, this is what we had. And, of course, this tournament started Wednesday night. This was a Wednesday night, so we've got two games to cover for you. They had one Wednesday night, one last night, and we'll kind of let you know where we go from there. So, in the first game, Hernando faced Petal. This is looking to go back-to-back. So, this they're trying to win this series to go back-to-back uh, last year and this year for state champions, and they want also to continue the reign of DeSoto County teams for four years and counting. Remember, DeSoto Central in 19, no champion in 20. Hernando last year, looking for Hernando to also keep it this year. Hernando had to drive five hours for this because the games are held in Hattiesburg, while Pedals having to drive about seven minutes. Correct. <laughs> seven minutes every time they want to play this game. Being a suburb of Hattiesburg, again, where the championship game is always played. Uh, Hernando was visitor for game one and got on the board first in the third inning and then adds two more in the top of the fifth as Riley Eister bunts to get on, steals second, then Wolf hits a double to bring her in, and Shaw hits another double to bring the score to 3 nothing. That score will hold until the bottom of the seventh, where Julia Shaw is taken out with one out, a home run is hit, and she is brought back in to close out the game. The Tigers take game one, 3-1, to one, and headed into Thursday night needing one win for back-to-back championships. In the second game last night, started at 5.30. Of course, I know you had uh, the parade and everything and the uh, senior video and everything that you were at, so kind of I know sure people were following along uh, as that's being done, as the parade's going through. So at 5.30, unfortunately for the Tigers, uh, the Panthers got on the board first. This time they jumped up first. They got at the board one nothing, uh, then kind of got another run, 2-3-0. to There was a lot of miscues in the field for the Tigers. Unfortunately, we had somebody following the game that was sending us basically – 
inning by inning updates. And so as it continued on, uh, they got up. We did. Uh, Tigers got a run back, got back down to three to one. However, a couple more uh, unforced errors by the Tigers pushed that score up to six to one. They got to six to two. But then Pedal added one more uh, going into the seventh, uh, make it seven to two. The Tigers were not able to do anything at the last at bat, being the home team in this game in the bottom of the seventh. So the final score seven to two. Uh, Pedal takes it seven to two, forcing a game three deciding championship game. On Saturday, we think around the 130 time frame, I think is what it's kind of, there's a, a game before them at 11 of another classification, and so they will play the game after the 11 o'clock game, so probably around that 130 time frame. Of course, the Tigers have come back today. Uh, they will, you know, this is a, a decently senior-led team. The senior Tigers. The senior Tigers, right, have come back. Again, a decently senior-led team, so they're having to come back for graduation tonight. I, I use the word have. I'm sure they're, they're loving that the fact that they're graduating, but they're coming back tonight to graduate, and then I'll have a turnaround very early Saturday morning, go back down, uh, and then hopefully close this out again for back-to-back champions. So really looking forward to following that. Again, uh, we should have somebody sending us those updates on Saturday. Uh, we may actually you know, kind of try to get together and watch that, uh, possibly. It is a huge day for Hernando. We've already talked about the A-Fair. So just a lot of stuff going on this week. Weekend, but you know our hearts and our thoughts will be down uh, in Hattiesburg with the Lady Tigers, and so we really look forward uh, to covering that game for you on Tuesday. And Matt, I really, really, really hope that we are celebrating a championship. I couldn't agree more, Derek. Um, you know, got to a game three last year, won it in game three. I've gotten to know a lot of these young ladies. Hannah Grace is friends with some of them. Just good kids, uh, like we mentioned a second ago. A very senior laden team. If Fernando plays a clean game, Hernando wins. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way that's, it's shaping up. Every game, it seems like Lewisburg kept a minute dc kept a minute if we can play a clean game girls i'm telling you that, that just keep the, the airs keep the airs to Make one or two versus six to eight and we're gonna win the game yeah. we're the better team hernando is better than pedal it just is and and i don't care what happens on saturday if both teams play a clean game and pedal wins i'll eat some words right there but man hernando is just a very talented senior laden team they know how to do it if these girls are listening to this show uh you know tonight as they travel today as they travel uh, first off congratulations on graduation and second off thank you so much for uh giving Derek and i an opportunity or, or you know uh, affording us an opportunity to cover you girls for the last two years it's been a lot of fun and uh win or lose you are definitely winners in our book for sure and uh you know we love that lady tigers and we're just so proud of them but with that said please go out there beat pedal 11 to nothing beat the stew out of them and let's just be done with this we're the best team in the state hernando lady tigers good luck uh tomorrow in the game for sure uh, we will definitely be cheering as hard as we can here in hernando as i just mentioned a couple of seconds ago only two teams left fighting for us that we cover we really appreciate that good luck trojans good luck lady tigers and uh lastly congratulations to all those seniors for Hernando High School. North Point graduated last week. Derek, I know that was a wonderful time for you. We've definitely covered on here. Um, yesterday, the kids were able to walk through a couple of their elementary schools. Uh, as you mentioned, they did the big parade. It is uh, a rite of passage, and I'm so thankful uh, and, and appreciative to everyone that has supported Hannah Grace throughout her K-12 through experience here in Hernando, and we really, really appreciate that. Going to gather with friends tonight after graduation and, uh, and, and celebrate her. So uh, all the seniors for Hernando High School, congratulations. We are very, very happy and proud for you. Looking forward to celebrating with y'all tonight. Could not be happier and prouder of Hannah Grace. Uh, she's just a wonderful girl. I've got a bright future ahead of her, but uh, looking forward to celebrating that tonight. Absolutely. Look, if you enjoy our show, all the different things we talk about, Auburn meetings, D.C. shout-outs, talk about local sports, local young people doing wonderful things on the athletic field, 
Find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, please share it. Share it with friends, share it with family, share it on Facebook, Hernando Happenings, any way you can. Share our show. Let people know what we're doing right here under the water tower. Also, if you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review wherever you can hear our voice. Spotify, Google Podcast. Give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Helps us move up in the ranks of local podcast. If you enjoy our show, you will enjoy OB Pod. Show comes out early Monday mornings, covers the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also deep dives into Center Hill Athletics, Lewisburg Athletics, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Finishing our Friday show, we always encourage people to attend church this coming Sunday. A local church, look for their Facebook page, look on their website, find out their worship times. Please consider visiting a local church, taking your family to church. I assure you, it will be the best thing you did all week. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.